to all the JFSS podcast listeners out there. Uh, my name is Selena, and it's a pleasure to be one of your hosts for 2020-2021's last podcast. Today, I'm joined with Alyssa. Hi, everyone. Ella. Hi, everyone. And we actually have an additional guest speaker, Samantha. Hey there, everyone. So, uh, Samantha, why don't you take a few seconds um, and just introduce yourself like, you know, a character sheet in a video game or something like that. Okay, then. Yeah, sounds good. So, uh, hey, Tron Fraser, my name is Samantha, and you might not know me or I just genuinely don't go to your school because I'm actually from Streetsville Secondary School. But either way, it's really nice to be able to be on this podcast. I'm very lucky to have been chosen to be here. And uh, I guess something that you might want to know about me is I'm in grade nine and uh, I really like podcasts and I like them so much that I guess I'm here to speak with you guys on one. So yeah. So from what I remember from our planning sessions, you actually Correct me if I'm wrong, you actually run Streetsville's Podcast Club and you're one of the founders or one of the presidents, I don't really remember. Yeah, that's correct. So in Streetsville, we have our very own podcast club, emphasis on PAW, and I am the founder and I suppose president of the club, so I do run a lot of things. And to be completely clear as to how it all started, I applied to be a guest speaker for this podcast. And I think somewhere along the line, uh, I don't think anyone ever got back to me, which is, of course, totally fine. But I started realizing that this is something that I genuinely want to do, whether I'm a guest speaker or whether I'm not. So I had approached my vice principal of the school about it, and I told him about this idea for a club. He got me in touch with some teacher supervisors to help me along the way. And since then, we've just been releasing episodes and doing all things like that. Our first episode was, I believe, on March 21st. And as of today, or the day of this recording, we currently have 10 episodes out right now. So yeah. Wow, that's super impressive. 10 episodes already? Yeah, um, I definitely attribute all of the things that we've been able to put out, the quality and the quantity of everything to my team. Because personally, when I had first started, all of this stuff was pretty new to me. I wasn't someone who was super very well versed in tech things and stuff like that. I suppose the only real talents or skills I had was just I like the sound of my voice and I can talk until my mouth hurts. But I'm really proud of the team and we've just been pumping stuff out. And our last episode, which is our 11th episode, should be out sometime soon. And then after that, that's kind of it for this year. And we'll be continuing next year with hopefully some new people to join us. Yeah, definitely. What was kind of like your overall inspiration behind this club? Like, what was your goal with this club and how did it start? Did you start just... I know it's because you're passionate about speaking and you really love talking, but are there any other stories behind why you decided to start this club? Yeah, I think that one of my other sort of motivations or inspirations for starting the club at Streetsville is that, of course, as you guys might or might not know, is we're in a global pandemic, which means that especially for people in grade nine like myself and others, we haven't really had any opportunities to be able to socialize with new people and new students at our schools. Just a really isolating time and sometimes isolation just really drives people nuts. And I wanted the Streetsville Podcast Club to be sort of a way for listeners and even just club members like to have sort of an outlet or to have this sense of community where we can talk about a multitude of topics. And it's almost as if when you're listening, my hope is that when you listen, you feel as if you're in a real friend group and you're just listening to other students talk and you're laughing along and maybe agreeing or even disagreeing with some of the things that we're saying and just having as much fun as you can in a time where things just aren't so fun. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's crucial that you're starting this right now in the pandemic where like a lot of middle school and elementary school students are kind of struggling with the sense of 
connectivity and actually being able to chat with others and get to know others. So yeah, do you want to tell us a bit more about, I guess, your pre-pandemic experience with elementary and middle school? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I will say that pre-pandemic in elementary school and middle school, I will say I was probably a lot different because I wasn't as outgoing or I wasn't someone who was typically trying to take a lead into things or uh, being quite a leader. I was usually one of those followers or someone who stayed behind. And I think that the pandemic has kind of pushed me to really try and make strides and just you know, put my best foot forward and actually try some things out because if I'm not going to do anything, there's no guarantee that someone else will. And sometimes you just have to take that first step. So, yeah. I think it's great how you've learned so many skills and you were able to kind of overcome your um, lack of confidence in middle school and elementary school. And now in high school, you've started a whole podcast that's probably like benefited most of the lives of the students at your school. So was there anything that you learned in middle school or elementary school that helped you in high school and helped you start the podcast? I think that one thing that I've learned and even I continue to learn is that I have to make sure to know my priorities and being able to prioritize the things that I find to be the most important or even just things that are important in general. So I have to be able to separate uh, what I need to do, what I want to do, and of course, what I hope to do. That's actually so impressive. I'm a, I'm a grade 11 right now. And if I had that amount of just drive in grade nine, I think I would be in a much better position, both mentally and emotionally and educationally, if you know I had that type of drive. Plus, grade nine, starting a club, that's quite in, you know, an impact for getting into high school. I think you'll have a pretty good time if you're starting off with such a bang like this. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. But also, I used to have these fears, or I guess at the very beginning of starting the club, since I am in grade nine, and that means that I'm younger than a majority of the students, I was always kind of afraid or I was unsure of, oh, will anyone really take my words seriously? Is anyone really going to take anything that I say seriously? And I think that those were just fears I personally had because my the team that I'm working with, I've made so many friends through them and the majority of them are in fact older than me. And I'm really glad that we've all had this sense of camaraderie and respect among others. And even to anyone out there listening, even if you're in an older grade and you're still not sure about whether or not you want to start something, I would say that as long as you're comfortable and you have an idea that you really want to push forward, even if you don't, uh, there's no time like the present and you don't know what tomorrow's going to be like, but any decisions that you make today are going to shape tomorrow. So yeah. Wow, that's great advice. I think it just it applies to everyone in general, not just like a particular student group, but well, I guess now we're learning more like philosophical ideas and mindset stuff on podcast club as well. So, I mean, I think that's a great add on to what we have so far and definitely an aspect we haven't touched on yet. But yeah, I mean, just just curious, how is I know you mentioned before that before you were a little more a little more shy and on the reserve side, and I was definitely one of those people too. I think, what was kind of like your transition phase like? Was it something that happened really quickly or was it something that grew over time? And how did kind of your community or your group of friends support you through that? Yeah, that's a really great question. I think that uh, my environment and just the things happening around me definitely accelerated my sort of transition from being like someone who's typically shyer to being someone who is a little more bold and taking the lead. I definitely think that the pandemic and stuff like that, just a feeling of, you know, loneliness and just not really knowing what the future is going to hold, it kind of pushed me to get out of my comfort zone and really start to start things because I didn't know what was going to happen in the future. And it was definitely a time where everything was really uncertain. And even then, my friends were amazing. They supported me through anything that I wanted to do. 
And even a couple of my friends that I had had previously to starting the club, they joined and they really put in that amount of work that I really admire out of them. Even if they weren't my friends, I am confident that they would have still been able to put in that amount of work. And I'm just really thankful for all the people I have around me because it's just really nice to know that you have someone by your side or supporting you in whatever you choose to do. Yeah, it's really important, especially during these times where it's hard as I understand as well as a grade nine to a new school during a pandemic, it's really hard to kind of make friends and having that support system is super crucial. Do you have any words of advice to those who don't really have these support systems or um, friends to rely on? I would say that, especially in a time like this where it is really difficult to make friends, something that I recommend if you are trying to, you know, make friends or just creating something that you both share, whether that be a class or maybe an interest, then that can always branch off into different things. So like, for example, when I was in one of my English classes last quad, I believe, I'm not quite sure, uh, there was this Discord chat that was made for everyone and we just sort of spent some time in there, even outside of class and sometimes during class, although I don't want to admit that. And we just kind of talked about stuff even outside of English, but I think it all just kind of stemmed from a shared sort of understanding that, well, we're in an English class in a pandemic and nobody wants to do Shakespeare, so let's complain about that. Yeah, I also have one for computer science, like a Discord chat for my computer science course. We also have one in. Yeah, we use it for a variety of reasons too. And I think it's actually quite efficient. I mean, I definitely didn't have like a, I wasn't really into social medias and stuff in middle school. So I definitely didn't have that in middle school. But if I were to go back, I would definitely ask, ask someone at least to help me start one. Because I think just in middle school, there is, there is a lot that you can talk about with your peers. It's just that outside of school, there isn't really that much opportunities to get to know them. If you if you kind of know what I mean there, what was kind of your main way to interact with your peers in middle school and elementary school? Um, my main way to interact in middle school and elementary school, I would say that uh, even then, of course, it's obviously easier since no one was in a pandemic than for the most part of it. But usually I just kind of interacted with people during lunch or even in group projects because sort of when your teacher chooses a group, you end up sort of having to talk to them. And also I ended up sort of meeting people on Instagram that were at my school that I didn't really talk to, but ended up requesting to follow me. So of course, you know, I let them and I followed them back. And even beyond that, whenever I saw something that they posted and I had an interest in it, sometimes I'd be like, haha, that's so cool. Or haha, yeah, I totally relate to that. But I think it also helped having friends from elementary school carry into middle school because you sort of start with that set group of friends that you knew from elementary school because they're kind of you know it, they make you feel safe because you've been with them for a long time and then once you reach middle school you start to branch off and you meet other people from different schools and it's just kind of like a web that keeps growing and stuff like that yeah i find the best friendships well maybe not best but one of the strongest friendships that I've had carried on from the beginning of middle school up till now. And I think middle school was that awkward phase where everyone was going through puberty and it was just like everyone didn't, it was just anxiety everywhere. Um, but like when you push through that and you make friends, those friends, they stay with you because they were there at one of the most awkward stages of your life. Yeah, for sure. There's nothing that bonds people besides embarrassing moments and stuff like that. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I think some of, okay, personally, um, I'm going to be honest, I hated everything about middle school. I will not sugarcoat it. I hated everything except my friends, which honestly is a plus. But yeah, I hated all three years of middle school. But the thing is, I don't think anybody actually liked middle school. That might be, if you guys disagree, go ahead and like defend your experience in middle school. But personally, I hated it. There was a certain 
je ne sais quoi about it that I want to forget. But if you guys liked it, or if you guys have like any other opinions on middle school, I would be happy to hear it. I definitely dislike my middle school face too. I think during that time, I just didn't really, I just didn't really know who I was. It was kind of that part where I was changing a bit, like my personality and my group of friends and just my interests in general. But I didn't know like what I was doing exactly at the same time. So it was just kind of like a trying everything phase, but nothing working. And I definitely didn't really like my middle school phase either. And I would like to definitely erase it out of my memory if I could. Honestly, I don't remember like any of my elementary school years and I like just got into high school, but I spent the entire year holed up in my room in front of a screen just fermenting in my room. Um, so I would say middle school would was better, I guess, because socially I had friends, um, but like appearance wise and like confidence wise, it was like super awkward because I had a skirt phase where I would match like polka dotted leggings with bright neon skirts and sweaters. And it, it was not a love. Yeah, I definitely I, agree. Oh, I was just gonna say, you're talking about how your like wardrobe changed. I feel like my friends are gonna agree on this. My fashion sense has not changed since middle school. And I don't know if that's a plus for me, like, I don't know if I should brag about it, but my fashion sense has been consistent, which is kind of a sad fact because I have stayed stagnant for, I don't know how many years, five years, I guess. I mean, I had, yeah. No, yeah, I had no fashion sense back then, and I still don't at this point, so I can definitely agree with Selena on that point. Yeah, I also agree. I think that when I first started middle school, I was really into like plaid shirts and just matching everything, like colors specifically, not anything else, because to me, it seemed like the easiest thing to do. Like, oh, red goes with red. That means I'm doing something right. But the more I sort of look back on stuff like that, it's just kind of been a growing journey of me realizing that maybe the things I wore in middle school were kind of hideous. And I'm not saying that the things I wear right now aren't hideous, but I usually just wear loungewear and t-shirts at home. So really, there's not much I can say about what I look like now. Since, okay, since outward appearance, most of us, save for Alyssa, which good for you, save for Alyssa, our outward, our outward appearances did not change. But what about interest? Because as a person, I think that who we are as middle schoolers sort of is the blueprint for who we will become in the future. Because personally for me, everything I liked in middle school, I still like now. And I don't know if that's cringy for me to admit it, but everything that I liked in middle school, I still like, and I find myself revisiting it no matter how cringy those things might be, i.e. Um, K-pop and anime. What about you guys? I, I think I went through like... Um, I had a huge K-pop phase in like grade six to seven and I bought a single album because I thought, yeah, in the future, I'm probably not gonna like this anymore. Um, I'm not a huge fan anymore, but I still listen to music and honestly, I think being part a part of like a huge fandom like I made so many friends and it was a little cringy just hearing us belting songs in the hallways but I think it's like super nostalgic to just look back at those years and remember how like things weren't as stressful and you could just do pretty much whatever you want. When I was in middle school I think I was definitely exposed to a lot of interests that I have now, but I don't think I really, I really actually started liking them until early high school, around grade nine, or early grade 10, around that phase. But I think middle school was like the time where I just explored a bunch of stuff. And it was just that time that I kind of figured out what I really enjoyed and what I wanted to do. 
but I wouldn't say I still had the same interest because in middle school I basically had no interest and I was just wandering around kind of lost but yeah yeah I think I think middle school is probably a huge part of, of self-discovery for people uh Samantha you wanted to say something and we didn't quite catch it do you want to do you want to fill yourself in yeah, sure. Thanks for that. Uh, I was going to agree with Alyssa about the concept of being a part of a big fandom because I can confidently say that throughout my life, I've always been someone who has been very attached to different fandoms and stuff like that. I can just list off the top of my head, like I was really into Harry Potter at some point. One Direction too, although I don't know how much I want to admit that, uh, and just different fandoms like that. And I think that even though I definitely was a bit on the crazier side for all those things, it was still nice to have this sort of shared hobby or I guess interest with a bunch of different people because it really helps you make friends. And I can say that right now I'm definitely getting into K-pop quite a little bit. I don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> But I just kind of am hopping from things to things. And even then, it's just nice to be able to participate in different things. I think a huge part of who I am connects to my interests or like the fandoms I'm in. Because I feel like I can track each, <laughs> each stage of my life based on like what fandom I've attached to however old I was. Currently, I'm in my Walking Dead phase. I've been in it for like a, a, a little, a good portion of a year. Um, and I am mentally preparing myself for when season 11 comes. Um, but yeah, I can definitely track my middle school phase through anime and K-pop, which is probably the two most cringy phases I've ever had in my life. But hey, that's who I am now. So middle school me is just going to have to stay a part of my life, even though I hate it so much. Yeah, same. I can definitely relate to that. I think as much as like our interests kind of consolidated back then, I think one thing for me that changed was just where I wanted to go in terms of careers. In elementary school, obviously, I wasn't really thinking about it. Even when people asked me, like, what did you want to do? I just said whatever. So they will stop asking me because I didn't know. But in middle school, I kind of had a sense of idea on where I wanted to go. But the second I entered high school and I took a bunch of high school courses, I was like, no, I'm just not going there. So I think that was also a big change for me was middle school and high school, just like my general sense of direction on where I want to go in life career-wise. What about you guys? Uh, I was never one of those kids who, who like saw a firefighter and they were like, daddy, I want to be a fighter, firefighter when I grow up. And then like five years pass and you look back and you're like, gross, why was I like that? I think I still don't know what I want to do. I never knew what I wanted to do. Um, but I have like two, three years and I'll figure it out when the time comes. I wish I was like back on. I think in middle school and elementary school, you know, like those career days or whatever they're called. I think we also have them in like high school, but back then there used to be some sort of like people who would come and then introduce like what they kind of do or there would just be like teachers asking you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I think that was a lot of pressure on me. I was like, I don't even know what I want to like, what I came here to go to school for. And I don't know where I'm going to like, which group I'm going to join to play with that recess. So like, I don't really know what I want to do when I grow up either. And I think that was a huge point of stress for me. So I just started thinking about it like really early on then. I'm curious about um, Samantha, because you're grade nine right now, just like Alyssa. Do you have anything in mind? Because as a grade 11, I can confidently say I am clueless. Um, I just want to see like what the, the grade nines think. I think personally for me, this has been a topic that I sort of think of on and off. Like 
there's long stretches of time where I just don't have it in my mind and I'm just focusing on everything right now. And then all of a sudden, I'll just have this kind of uh, moment of panic where I'm like, but I don't know what I want to do. What am I going to do when I'm 18? What if I have no idea what I'm going to do and my mom's going to kick me out and I'm going to be so sad and I'll be jobless and I won't have an education. But I think that sometimes it's good to think ahead of what you want to do and you know take part in things that you might have an interest for maybe it's joining clubs or visiting websites or taking just little courses or just learning about certain things but know that it's nothing that you have to think about or it's not going to be the end of the world if you're not particularly sure because there's going to be so many other people like you that aren't sure right now or maybe they weren't sure before but now they're they're in a good stage in their life and all of that panic that they've had just proved to them that, you know, it's just something that you don't have to put a lot, a lot. But UK is it's what I'm trying where to say. You yeah. have to know what you want to be or do for the rest of your life by the time you turn 18. And many people are like so stressed about that, but like they don't realize that you still have hopefully like 60 years of life ahead of you. And within those 60 years, you can always just like, well, you it's not easy, but if you really want to, you can switch careers and do what you actually like to do. Because when you're 17, 18, 16, you don't, I feel like you don't know yourself completely. Um, and by the time you're an adult, you might be thinking back about the decisions you make and you're like, I don't want to do this. Like, why did I think this was a good idea? And some people, they just can't handle the fact that they're not where they want to be. And I think it's important that, to know that you can always, like, whatever you do now isn't permanent, that you can always change it when you're older. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, especially if you're in university and maybe you started with a major that you're not super sure that you want to continue with. I think that, at least as far as I'm concerned, it's okay to want to change your major and to try something different because if you're going to shoehorn yourself into something that you don't like, you're not going to be able to have any enjoyment of it. And I think that there's like this stigma sometimes, even with just sort of trying to make decisions, but even after you've made a decision and you might want to change it. And sometimes people, it's just something that I think that a lot of people struggle with sometimes. Yeah, it may be a little pretentious of us, you know, as high schoolers to preach about this type of thing, but there's something painfully self-aware about us knowing that we're gonna make these, I don't know how to say, I wouldn't say mistakes, but these these hurdles that we have to take, it's pretentious, but cripplingly self-aware that a, a good majority of us are gonna go to university, we're gonna get a degree, we're gonna get a job. And I don't know where I'm going with this, but the thing is, what I'm trying to say here is that don't shoehorn yourself, like Samantha said. It's going to be crappy if you do. And you're going to have a midlife crisis, probably. Which, um, if you've seen reality TV, it's not great. So keep your options open and just chill out when you're in grade 9 or 10. And then start getting serious when you're in grade 11 or 12. Because that's when your choices are going to make the most impact on your future and you should make good ones. That's my philosophy. Follow it if you want. Yeah, definitely agree with that philosophy. And I think even now, a lot of the things, I mean, as someone who's in grade 11, a lot of the things that I think are like certain and aren't gonna change, probably still are gonna change. I mean, in middle school, like one of the things I will complain the most would be like the school computer labs they will be so slow and so annoying. And I was like, oh, I got to deal with this through like high school and then like university and like whatever else comes after that. And then that was like, I just kept on complaining about that. Like that is like the most annoying thing. And I'm going to have to deal with this like forever. But like in reality, in high school, like we just all use our own devices. And 
I mean, it just never became a problem for me after that point. So yeah, you never know what you're going to get in life and things change along the way. So don't panic. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think that before I started high school and before I knew how high school was obviously going to be like, I had this kind of picturesque or cliche movie thought in my head about how high school was going to be like. I thought that for some time that there were genuinely like cliques and stuff like that and there were popular people and they were unpopular people and if you were unpopular that was basically social suicide and obviously that's definitely a little dark but I think that now that I'm actually in high school that perception has changed entirely because at the end of the day we're all still children we're all still literal babies and we're just trying to navigate through puberty and academics and friends and stuff like that. And there's less of a focus on exactly who you are and popularity because I feel like at the end of the day now, popularity doesn't really mean that much. Like if you go up to someone and you're like 30 years old and you're like, I was popular in high school. What what, <laughs> what point does that make, you know? And I think it's just all of your perceptions about things can change dramatically once you enter into that general environment. And in my case, it was definitely for the better. Yeah, most of the shows I grew up watching um, just portrayed high school as some magical experience where you would sneak out every night to go to parties with your friends and drive around until the sun rises. And although I haven't had the full high school experience, I'm pretty sure students are too busy with homework and stressing about the future to drink every night. And the legal drinking age isn't even in high school. And I that's I think when I was old enough to realize like, hey, high school is not fun. Or, well, not as fun. That was when I was like, okay, I need to like actually start maturing. I need to get out of this phase. Because although I don't like to be overprepared, um, I think it's important that you're prepared for the future because the future obviously is it has many events that might just drastically change your life and if you can't think about them or like at least prepare for the worst you might just drown in life the thing about like high school movies is that they're written by like 40 year olds in writers rooms that are getting encouraged by like other 40 year olds to write about high school high school doesn't work like high school musical does or like mean girls does like nobody cares how popular you are nobody cares what you do in your free time as long as it's not you know socially corrupt everybody just tries to do their homework and tries to get good grades i feel like over i feel like high school is so overestimated on how much social pressure is put on you because i, I can't remember john like even one point in my life where john fraser has made me feel bad about not having more than three friends you know so like it doesn't matter how popular you are and if you peaked in high school that's just really sad for you because you're never going to get anything after that yeah, I think fulfillment is what matters most. I mean, like society definitely paints this picture on what a successful or what like the happy high school kid should be. But in reality, we all kind of measure in different ways and we all like different things. So yeah, it doesn't really matter in the end what we do as long as we're happy with it. In middle school, I had this perception that as long as I had like the perfect marks, and made the school's table tennis team, I was going to be happy. But in the end, obviously, I didn't get perfect marks in grade nine. My marks are actually quite low compared to my grade eight marks. But in the end, I did meet a lot of really cool and optimistic people. And that's definitely something worth more than perfect marks. Good marks definitely was something I stressed about a lot too. Um, I can vaguely remember my marks in middle school, mostly because I feel like my brain has done me a favor in not having me remember anything from middle school. But I don't know. I think part of 
why I don't put much stock into my grades anymore is the fact that I just don't care anymore. Like, not to shoehorn another topic in here, but this pandemic has really nosedived my motivation to do anything. So as much as I dislike high school right now, currently in the pandemic era, I still prefer it, I still prefer it much more to middle school, which is a surprise because middle school is really easy. Like, it's okay. Yeah, I can definitely say for sure that my motivation has gone down quite a little bit. Like, I think in my morning classes, I've spent more times than I want to ever admit just in my bed with my laptop on my chest and just looking down at my laptop. Honestly, I try my best, but I think that sometimes the environment that you're in really affects your motivation because when you're in school, it's like you don't have anything else to do. You can only study and listen, but when you're at home, it's like, oh, my switch is right beside me, or I could go out and take a walk, and you just have all these options available to you. That school just seems like the last one you really want to take. As you say, my switch is right next to me. I have my switch right next to me, and I was playing Animal Crossing. This is a side note, but I definitely agree with the distractions. There's been so many times where I'm sitting in biology and I'm like, I need to listen because there's only like two more weeks left. But I really want to see what fish I can catch in Animal Crossing. Just so bad for high school because I don't remember being like this in middle school. Like this cannot be the same brain that I was using in middle school to study for stuff. But now this is where I am and I have to accept that Objectively, I'm probably less productive as a high school student than I was in middle school, which is really, really sad. But here I am. Yeah, I'm actually a fellow Animal Crosser player, and I just want to add it. And I just wanted to add really quickly that I've spent more nights than I ever want to admit trying to look for my villager Lolly, and then when I finally got her, nothing else mattered. But yeah, it, Animal Crossing's great, but it's also destroyed me. I have been looking. For, um, I'm gonna get really heated for a moment. I have been looking for um, that octopus guy for ages and I found him and now I don't know what to do with my island except like sell my fish to CJ and my insects to Flick. I think the reason that we, I guess we're more less productive in a way, I guess, less productive in high school versus middle school is that we have more independence. And, you know, parents aren't watching us. Teachers usually don't ask us to hand in homework. And yeah, sometimes we just procrastinate. Like, obviously, there's nothing wrong with it. We all do that every now and then. But yeah, we just procrastinate, put things off, you know, maybe Animal Crossing or like, whatever else among us is more interesting to us. And yeah, we just kind of do the more interesting thing. A few times in class, I was just like, I don't know what to do. It's not like I know it already. I just I just got so bored from listening that I just opened YouTube and watched random videos for absolutely no reason. But yeah, I think just, I mean, independence in high school could be a bad thing as well, but yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place because I also don't know what to do even though I'm in high school. Yeah, I think like the biggest factor um, to everyone just being distracted is like the accessibility to these things. Like sometimes I, I have French Discord and the teacher would be talking, I would tune out because it's so easy to just not listen to a language you like barely understand. And then I would just have like a full course meal while the, while the teacher is talking. And I'm like, okay, maybe I should take notes because like, I'm not good at French. And then I don't take notes and I'm like, okay, I'm done eating. Now I should take notes. And then I just scroll on Instagram. I'm like, okay, hey, Alyssa, you gotta like get yourself, like pick yourself up. You wanna scroll aimlessly on Instagram or actually pay attention to important stuff. I choose Instagram and that has not been fun. Um, but 
I think hopefully when the pandemic is over, being in class and just not having access to food or your phone, like, like really improve motivation. Yeah, Lisa, uh, it's even worse when the teacher actually records their lessons. Like it just like doesn't give me a reason to listen anymore. I'm like, it's just always gonna be there. That happened to me when I took data management. My teacher will always record the lessons and like post them immediately after the class is over. So I'm just like, what's the point of taking notes when I have access to the entire recording and the entire class with the subtitles whenever I want? So like, I just stop paying attention in class. Like, I know that's bad, but still, like, my brain doesn't fully understand it in a way. And yeah, I just stop taking notes and stop trying when I know the class is being recorded. Never in my life have I been in a class where my teacher has the, the, the niceness to record their lessons. Half of the time, I like, I'm rushing to take notes because um, I'm taking psych, which is a really fun course. Take it if you want, but I'm taking psych and my teacher talks really fast. And I have one of those like clicky mechanical keyboards. So during, <laughs> during psychology, my room is just a bunch of like the click, 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 clack, 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 clack sounds, which is really fun, but I can barely hear my teacher over it. So it's sort of like a, a, a a never-ending cycle of, of, of educational suffering because I can't hear anything. Yeah, especially when the teacher opens the chat and lets you like say certain things or ask questions. One of my teachers moves on really quickly. So she'll say like, oh, does anyone have any questions? And if I have a question, I am just trying to type as fast as I can and I and I think my typing speed is only like 40 words per minute so it's not that great to begin with but I think like maybe five seconds after she'll be like okay great anyways and maybe it's because that in the quadmaster system things do go by a lot quicker and you just have to push in all this information but I'm sometimes just desperately trying to ask questions and she's like okay yep you're good anyways next question or like next thing that we're learning and I'm like I just want to ask how the Pythagorean theorem works, please. My teacher used to be the exact opposite of that. He would wait so long. It felt like 10 minutes he would wait for someone to ask a question because he moves the material super fast. And he's like, so anyone have any questions? And I didn't have a question. I'm pretty sure no one else had a question, but he would just sit there in silence. And I'm like, is my, like, are my, is my, like, are my headphones not working? And it would be so awkward, but, and I was like, okay, maybe I should just ask a random question just to make this less painful. And I'm kind of glad that that quad is over, but I think teachers, um, they're getting better at it, obviously, of knowing like timing and like how long they should wait for students to ask things. But I feel like the most, like the easiest solution to this is just unmuting, but no one wants to do that. And I think, that's like really hard on teachers. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, like, I definitely am not the type of person who unmutes themselves and then starts talking to the teacher. But I think it would definitely make the teacher's lives a lot more easier if people just answer them. Because if you think about it from like the teacher's perspective, they also don't know if their mics are working or not. So if like nobody is just, just like responding to them, they might think that they probably just like lecture to themselves for like, what, like an hour or two or something like that. So I think having some sort of reply, maybe it's like through the chat or something, is definitely good for the teachers. But again, like I'm not the type of person to unmute, so I probably can't say anything on that. I think if I were you know, okay, I, as a kid, never thought about being a teacher and never once crossed my mind except the fact that I did not want to be a teacher. But if, if in this pandemic, I were to incur the wrath of that specific profession, i.e. being a teacher, I don't think I would 
want to be an elementary school one or a middle school one in this pandemic. I feel like being a high school teacher is a much better bargain because personally in middle school, I did not care about anything. I, <laughs> I, I didn't really care about my school performance, which is just probably a disappointment for my parents, but I didn't really care about it. And I feel like middle school teachers or elementary school teachers probably have it the worst since I've started taking my courses a lot more seriously when I entered high school but I can definitely see people slacking off a lot in middle school and elementary school because what do you have to lose you know like I would slack off and I wasn't even in the pandemic <laughs> you know yeah I have a little sister in elementary school and yeah, no, she like doesn't even listen in class. She just leaves the computer on and just like leave the room completely sometimes. And I mean, like the teacher can't really do anything. They can't be like, oh, you can't graduate. I'm not gonna give you this credit. Like they can't really do anything. So, I mean, it's hard being a teacher in middle school, and elementary school for this, just because there isn't really anything that you can use to control the kids other than calling the parents like that one always works yeah I think that with elementary school kids it's a little different though or at least some of the ones I've seen like I think one of my teachers she had a five-year-old son and of course he ended up having to go to online school on in kindergarten and she always had to sort of watch him and make sure that like he wasn't touching any of the buttons or making any noise so like for example what if he like unmuted himself and just started screaming or something like that but i think that sometimes it's a little different with younger kids because they're so unfamiliar with this and it's a lot harder to sort of make sure that they're doing okay and they know what they're doing because this is if anything especially new to them on the flip side though isn't it like scientifically proven or whatever that younger kids should be more susceptible to change not susceptible i guess but more inclined to adapt to like this was some biology lesson maybe that is true i'm not exactly sure because i don't have any kids obviously and my siblings or my just my one sister is 10 years older than me so she doesn't have this problem at all but maybe they just have shorter attention spans or they're really hyper and that kind of makes it harder for them to really pay attention and sit still if that makes sense I don't, okay, but the thing is, I don't think the first thought I've ever had of, man, I don't want to be in school right now. I think the first thought I've ever had of that type of sentiment was probably due to my really bad teacher in middle school. But I feel like before that, I don't think I've ever had a thought that made me want to skip school. So I don't know if I'm projecting where I think sometimes kids genuinely enjoy school because definitely I don't I don't I, I'm not very um I don't find much enjoyment in school currently because of this climate but I don't know I think I'm projecting where I think kids who are in elementary school probably like school a lot more so they're maybe they're more focused I don't know that's just my hypothesis uh, when I was in middle school it, I think it seemed like I was enjoying school to my teachers because um, I would do like pretty good in the classes. But I was one of those kids whose only form of validation was through getting a good mark. So I would work so hard to get like that A on my report card that I would like, I mean, I guess it was good in the long run. Like I did pretty good in middle school and like I got good marks, but I don't think that was good for my mental health. <laughs> Yeah, because you're like conditioning yourself to associate, you know, your happiness or your accomplishments with one certain thing, which I feel like a lot of kids do that, definitely, especially in high school because so much rides on it. But no, no, I don't think that's a good thing to do. I agree. I don't think it's a good thing to do, but a lot of people do it anyways.
Yeah, I think that would kind of summarize my entire middle school years, just validating myself based on like the grades. And yeah, definitely not something I would go back to, but would summarize my middle school years pretty well. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think that I definitely seek some validation through marks, but also I think and I, I don't like admitting this, but sometimes I would be kind of a teacher's pet or I would want to be on the best side of a teacher as possible because I just had this theory that all teachers were biased and maybe they are. I can't really say to any teachers out there. I'm sorry if this is a little slandering or anything like that, but I would just try and get on the best side of them because I thought that that would help boost my mark because if they like me and they see that I might not be doing well, maybe they'll like push it up because I don't know, I helped them carry their things at one time or something like that. I don't know. I don't like admitting it, but that's definitely something I did before. But was your hypothesis correct? Did you see, did you conduct a scientific experiment and did you see the results? I think that sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. I suppose it all depends on the teacher, but I will say maybe under the table or off the record that it kind of worked. I won't name names, I won't name classes, and I won't name schools, but it kind of worked. So, uh, you know, something to consider someday. Okay, well, with that revelation of teachers perhaps being biased, uh, I guess that can conclude our podcast for today. Um, to everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed this final episode. And if you did, feel free to check us, Frasier Podcast, out on Instagram at JFSS podcast with a period between JFSS and podcast. And also check out Streetsville's podcast too. If I'm not mistaken, I did some background sleuthing. Their handle is Streetsville underscore paw decast, like animal paw. I, I think that's really cute. Um, Samantha, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, thank you to John Fraser Podcast for letting me come on. It has been really fun, and I'm really glad that I had the chance to talk to you guys. But also, yeah, if any John Fraser students have some time or they want to check out Streetsville's podcast, then just like Selena said, it is our Instagram handle is Streetsville and then underscore podcast, like a paw, and then D and then D C A st and visit us on spotify we have 10 episodes out right now listen to all of them listen to none of them maybe don't listen to episode one that one was a little shaky but the rest of them i would say are pretty good but yeah thank you guys for having me yeah so again thank you all for listening and accompanying us on our different episodes uh i hope summer treats you all well uh happy end of 2020 2021 school year it's been a rough ride but i guess we can say we made it and it's june so happy pride month i think that deserves a shout out too uh okay goodbye everybody